Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. We are currently on part two of a six-part series that I've entitled, Really Good News for Today. You know, we live in a world with plenty of bad news. I probably don't have to remind you of that unless your head has been buried in the sand for the last several years. And it seems like it just comes flooding in day after day, hour after hour, uh, as we watch cable news, as we tune in to social media, and on and on it goes, the bad news. But God has some really good news for us. And this really good news has real, practical application for our lives. And we are seeing that in today's uh, lesson that I call the application of the good news. And we're looking at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. This passage is such a well-known passage, and probably the best-known verse is chapter 2, verse 8, for by grace, through faith, you have been saved. That is a well-known verse. But we're going to look at all the other verses surrounding it today. And before we go to chapter 2, verse 1, we're going to back up into chapter 1, the closing verses, verses 15 to 23. Paul is praying a prayer for the people to whom he is writing, the Ephesian believers. And he says that he is praying that uh, various things. I'm not going to read the whole prayer, but he says in verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. And he goes on to say it's in accordance with the strength of, of Jesus. And he, and he talks about the power of Jesus. And, and he closes with verses 22 and 23. And he, he, God, put all things in subjection under his feet, Jesus' feet, and gave Jesus as the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So you get the picture there. Uh, Paul is praying, and he's praying that they'll understand the mighty power, the richness of the power of Jesus, who is the head of the church that these believers are part of, the capital C church, the body of Christ. But then chapter 2 starts like this in verse 1. And you, you folks that I'm praying for, you folks that I'm talking to here, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the, d the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in the kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And now we come to verse 8, where it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God 
not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. In these ten verses, we see the practical application of the really good news. And this really good news is also known as the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That word gospel there, euangelion, just simply means what we're calling it, good news. And I added the, uh, the descriptor really in front of it, really good news, because there is no greater news anywhere And the reason being is this news uh, goes beyond this current life that we're living. It goes beyond the transition that we call death into eternity. And, And it affects us for eternity. And in this passage today, we see how it affects us. And there are three important takeaways that I want us to see here in this passage today concerning the application of the good news. So takeaway number one is found in verses one to three, and it is simply this. We are all in deep trouble. (laughs) We're all in deep trouble. It says, and you were dead. Now, have you ever been called dead before? Dead. Here he is uh, talking about the fact that we are cut off from any relationship with God. Our sins have separated us from God. Paul laid it out so uh, plainly and clearly and so logically and so powerfully in Romans chapters 1 through 3. When you get a chance, go there and read those chapters. And you'll see in those first three chapters, Paul lays out a case as if he were the prosecutor that that we, and he kind of summarized it there in chapter 3 where he says, For all have sinned. For all have sinned and come short of the glory or the mark of God's glory or holiness. We have all come short. And so sin from all the way back in the Garden of Eden has cut us off from a relationship with God. So we're spiritually dead. Now there are three kinds of death. Death is simply separation is what it is. There are three kinds of death that we can see from scriptures. One is physical death. We're all very familiar with that. We have uh, uh, seen many, many people uh, in our lifetime, seen or heard of many people that have died. And we've attended funerals. Uh, The separation of the body from the soul. Uh, We know about physical death. Then there is spiritual death. And that's what we're talking about here, where we are separated from God, dead, separated from God in our sins. And then there is eternal death. Those who physically die separated in their sins, will be separated from God for eternity. That's the most uh, awful and tragic death of all, eternal death. You see, there's something that can be done about spiritual death, and I'm glad for that, and we'll see that in a moment. But then verse 2, it says uh, this, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, etc. Formerly walked is, you know, you were not only dead, cut off from God, but you had a lifestyle that was against God. A lifestyle that was against God. You say, well, Mike, I I was a pretty good person. I was a moral person, really. Let me tell you something. Uh, As I used to tell my church, if you have a pure glass of water, pure, 
completely pure of anything and you put one teeny tiny infinitesimal small drop of of arsenic or poison in that water that water even though uh, it, it seems to be pure now that one little drop of poison uh, taints that glass and I don't care how moral you are uh, you've had wrong thoughts. You have, uh, I don't know what sin you've done, but, but that glass is tainted. And we formerly walked in a lifestyle that was against God. And it's described here. We walked according to the course of this world. World means uh, the, 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 according to the world's uh, standards and strategies and philosophies and the way they think. And I, let me tell you, I don't have time to go into it today, but the world thinks in a way that's opposite to the truth of God. I can assure you of that. And we, we walked according to our lusts, our desires. Uh, we were, by nature, children of wrath. In other words, the wrath of God was on us automatically. But I love verse 4, and it brings up the second point. Verse 4 says, but God. And the second thing we can take away, not only are we all in deep trouble, but number two, God rescued us. But God, being rich in mercy... Rich in mercy, what a contrast, and his with his great love, it was nothing but his mercy, giving us what we not giving us what we deserve, and his great love says that in, in verse five it says we have been made alive, we have been made alive, even when we were dead, we were made alive, and we were made alive uh, according to this verse by grace. By grace you have been saved. There was no merit on our part. We couldn't earn it. It was all about His favor, completely. All about the favor of Almighty God. By His grace, by His favor, out of His love, out of His mercy, He made us alive in Christ Jesus. No longer are we dead, but we are made alive. That relationship is reconciled because of what Jesus did on the cross. We talked about that on the previous podcast. Uh, Jesus died to pay for our sins. He paid the penalty. And when we come to Him, uh, He forgives us and He makes us alive in Him. And we're more alive than we could ever be uh, in, in Him. And, and, and we, then He raises us and, and, and into the heavenly places. We are seated with Christ. We experience His glory. And all that is His that is, is ours, as, as Paul talks about even in chapter 1 of Ephesians. Uh, we have the riches of His inheritance. All that Christ is and has is ours. And then in verse 7, it says, So that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in the kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And so well beyond this life and eternity, we will experience that wonderful grace of God. And we will be to the glory of God well into eternity because God rescued us. In verse 8, it is uh, by grace through faith, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Even the faith that we have to, to trust and to accept and to turn our lives over to the Lord Jesus Christ, to be a follower of Him, to yield to Him, that faith is a gift of God. Now, I know there's a lot of controversy. Uh, did I make a choice or did God choose for me? The answer is yes. The answer is yes entirely. Yes, God chose for me. And yes, I made a choice. It is by grace and grace alone. A dead man can't raise himself. We were raised by God. We were dead and headed to hell, but God in His mercy raised us. It's not as a result of anything that we've done, verse 9. Not as a result of any works, so that anybody could boast. Nothing that I did 
saved me. It was all of Almighty God. And then verse 10 finishes up by saying this, that we are His workmanship, and that word is poeme in the Greek. We are His special creation, His poem, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So number three, God changed us and is changing us. Uh, he rescued us, now He's changed us, and it's an ongoing process. Created, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand. See, uh, this was all a part of God's plan. The good works that you do now as a result of your salvation, and your salvation is not a result of good works, but good works are a result of your salvation. Even the good works that you do now, uh, coming out of your salvation, were prepared beforehand by Almighty God so that we would walk in them. And the word walk is continue to progress in them. And the good news is, when God comes and rescues us, He changes us, and He's in an an ongoing uh, process of changing us. Uh, We are walking, we are making progress in the Christian life. That is the really good news. Can you remember when you first uh, became aware of the conviction of the Holy Spirit on you and your need for Jesus Christ? That was God touching you. And when you surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and asked Him to forgive your sins and turn your life over to Him and became a follower of Him. Do you remember that? Have you seen progress in your spiritual walk since then? That is the really good news being applied to your life. Something to think about and to praise the Lord for today. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.